For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to recap the Titans' 20-0 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The game was one in which the Titans' defense was dominant. This is, I think, the first shutout the Jags have had since 2009, so the Titans' defense came ready to play. Good to see this team starting to get some pieces, especially whenever you look at all the injuries we have been battling. But there's another big injury news update that Denard and I will get into a little bit later on. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the rest of the NFL and NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Titans easily covered today. It was good to see them get back on the winning side, but Bet Online is where you can go to place your bets on the Titans, and much more. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Do you have not yet checked what the line is for that Pittsburgh game, but Pittsburgh Coming off of a tough loss, they did not show up in the first half against the Vikings. They ended up losing that one, even though they made a valiant effort to kind of come back. But TJ Watt banged up. Be interested to see what his status is throughout the week. But you and I will talk the Pittsburgh game and much more later on this week. But Denard, happy to get back on the winning side of things. First off, how are you feeling? And then take me through your thought process after watching that game today. Day, I'm feeling awesome today. I'm excited. Um, again, we don't have to talk about a, a three-game losing streak, so that was ended today. Congratulations. And, Day, I want to say congratulations to Bryce Young, 2021 Heisman Trophy winner. Alabama has had back-to-back. I know you don't like that. Devontae Smith last year <laughs> and Bryce Young this year, so congratulations. And speaking of well, – I'm just, I'm just real quickly. Yeah. I don't know if you saw his, uh, his, his, his comment. I'm going to mention it because – 
he said, yeah, for all these people who had doubted me, I was like, bro, you're a five-star coming out of one of the top <laughs> schools in the country. Then you go to the top program. You're a preseason favorite to oh, win the God. Heisman as a sophomore okay. before ever playing a game. A and and a you signed okay. a $1 million NIL deal, yet everyone was doubting oh. you. Bro, we all thought you could do it, but congrats. Continue, Denard. How are you feeling today, Devo? <laughs> I'm actually in a good mood, all things considered. So, Oh, great, man. That's good. You look like you're in a good mood. Your hair looks great. Well, thank you, sir. It's uh, I don't know if it's just Nissan Stadium behind me or what. It's just it's just something about the wind. It just, you know, I don't know what it is. It gives you a little bit more glow to yourself. Get some of the paleness yeah. out of the face, and then the hair just it just goes with it. I feel it must be the Nissan Stadium background, but I'm glad. <laughs> I'm just joking. Denard, we go in hosting the Jaguars. It's a team that had a lot of controversy coming in this week. There had been some reports that had surfaced about all the issues happening within the locker room there, but the Titans were able to take advantage of a team that was not able to really move the ball, definitely weren't able to put up points. The one thing I remember you and I really discussed was about how the Titans had really struggled to, one, stop from turning the ball over, and then, two, forcing turnovers. Today, the Titans were able to have Four interceptions against Trevor Lawrence, and the Titans did not turn the ball over once while our offense was out there. So that was a very refreshing thing to see. And so the Titans, while I would have liked to see them, just how the flow of the game was going, capitalize a little bit more offensively at times. I'm very happy with the defense, them getting out there, and hopefully we can just, as these pieces are coming back in, you look at having both Rashawn Evans back in the mix, Jayon Brown back in the mix, both those guys at inside linebacker, were able to get interceptions. And I say that because we haven't even talked about the Titans' new addition who will be playing next week at inside linebacker and Zach Cunningham, a guy who played his college ball in Nashville at Vanderbilt and then has been with the Texans ever since he got drafted a few years ago, was even a rookie during Mike Vrabel's final season as the defensive coordinator down there. We haven't even got to talk about that, but just to see this defense play like they did today and getting these guys back is just such a breath of fresh air, and I'm, I'm happy to see it. And, and Denard, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on Zach Cunningham here in a minute, but when you look at the defense today, other than just creating turnovers and establishing the line, I mean, it was it was really fun to see. What was your main takeaway from watching this defensive performance? Well, you remember we talked about Jeffrey Simmons was going to have a lot to say so about the outcome of this game, and man, Debo, Jeffrey Simmons, Naquan Jones, Danico Autry, Ola Adenaye, Harold Landry, Rashawn, and Jayon. I tell you what, Debo, this was one of the most resilient efforts that I've seen from this team all year. They came out early with a sense of urgency. And the theme for the defense, D, uh, today was number one, pressure. Number two, attack. Number three, dominated. And fourth, They start feasting at the end. And there was a young man who was taken number one in the 2021 draft by the name of Trevor Lawrence. It was an absolutely nightmare for him today. Davey, it was like he was the only one that showed up on that football team today. LaVisca Chenault was a no-show. He really didn't play well. One of those interceptions went through his hands. But other than that, Davey, it was just um, a valiant effort on this team. What I love about this team was this was it, it was like everything trickled down 
and it trickled in a great way because we haven't seen uh, Danico. He's been out for a few weeks, and just to see his presence along Davy, it really galvanized this unit. When I go back in this game, you're talking about the first half. Who was it that started it off? Danico Autry with the pressure on Trevor Lawrence, and then you just started to see the whole defense. It's just like they got ignited, and just to see the way that they played, D, it was so exciting. They really set the tone today. I thought in the first half, the offense on the first series, they came out, they played well, but then it's kind of in the second the second quarter, they kind of, like the steam kind of ran out, but you saw the defense kind of pick up the play. So again, for them to pitch a shutout, that is a total team defensive effort. And just to see that, I mean, it was amazing. You know how hard it is to pitch a shutout in a National Football League? Davey, that's hard. And you know, the last time, and I know you're about to say, the last time that happened, do you know what year that was that the Titans was was able, uh, the Titans were able to pitch a shutout at Nissan Stadium? The last time the Titans were able to do it, was it all the way back yes. in like 2008? No. No? Even farther back than that? Farther, yes. Oh, four? In farther 2000. Back Okay, so I it, in 2000 was the last year, Dave. It was 21 years ago. There was some guy that they had that actually played on that team that was a part of uh, a team that actually pitched three shutouts. And that is amazing considering the fact that you have a chance to bask in his presence. You guys had three shutouts that year? Three shutouts. We shut out Cleveland, we shut out Dallas, and we end up shutting out. Who was the last? There was one other team. I, I have to do some research. Cleveland, Dallas. Either way, man, that's impressive. Again, yeah. like you said, it, that was the first time we've had one in a while. And, and fortunately, it wasn't. It took a team that was really struggling, too, to get that. And I, I know the way in which the NFL has changed now, it's it's harder to do that because there's so many rules that are in favor for the offense. It's harder for the defense. But it was really one of those things to where I mean, you talk about it with the Titans. They score that opening touchdown on their first drive. And then you're right. They started to stall a little bit. Really was kind of like, all right, well, if we could just put together another drive here, we could just take the game and just be done with it at that point. Titans ended up getting up 17 to zero at one point. They get another turnover late. And I thought they were going to be able to punch that one in. But we've talked about just being efficient once you get inside the red zone, Denard. And the Titans were two of three once they made it in there today. Uh, the Jags, I mean, they never even came close, I don't think. I can't even remember what, I can't, I can't even recall like how far in they were even able to get, but they didn't, they didn't make it into the red zone today. And it's great to see whenever, really, I mean, this game was played on one half of the field because they, they weren't able to do anything. And so that's only going to help this defense as we move forward. You look at some of these games that are coming up, the Steelers, the 49ers, not exactly high-powered offenses. So this game can give that defense some momentum moving forward. And I like to see it. Denard switching things up and, and looking at the offensive side of things. Titans were able to get Julio Jones back. They were able to play with Racy McMath. I actually saw him out there. I mean, they actually gave him the ball on it was a little pot pass. I was interested to see that. But, I mean, some of these guys coming back in and getting Jeremy McNichols back involved. He had been out for a while. I'll ask this. I know we were able to put up 20 points, but is this a game where you thought watching it, the Titans definitely should have had more than 20 whenever the game had three zeros on it at the end? Yeah, you know what? De defensively, Jacksonville didn't play that. They were not awful. They were not like the offense. I thought their defense showed up along with their quarterback, but 
the, what I really love today about offensively when you look at this team was how Todd Downing utilized the tight end, the play of the tight end today, and particularly Anthony Ferkser. He had some key catches, Debo, in the second quarter. He had two key third down uh, catches, and also that those two key catches led to them being able to sustain drives, which ended up in three points. And if you go back in the third quarter, he had a huge on that third and nine. He had Damian Wilson, the linebacker, draped all over him on that out route, and he makes a heck of a catch. And that catch. If you look at the next play in the third quarter, I think that's where the game, the Titans kind of put them away. If you look at the next play after the 39, Todd Downing did an amazing job in the play calling. He came back with a tight end screen to Jeff Swain, I like, for a huge game. Then he comes back, and that's where we, your boy Racy McMath, my man out of LSU, their sixth rounder, they did the little jet sweep. He picked up a nice little chunk of yardage, and that's where they ended up. Uh, Ryan took it in for the score to put the Titans up 17 to zero. So the way that the tight ends today, we talked about the perimeter. They didn't really do too much. We talked about the presence of Julio, the four receptions of 33 yards. But what I love about that sequence is you saw them really trying to get, I like to call it, you know, his nickname is the Waffle House. So they got the Waffle House implemented into the game plan early. And you know what? I love? Even though he had four receptions for 33 yards, Debo, just his presence alone, you have to respect that as a defense. And you saw Jacksonville, you know, there was a little leery at times when you see number two on the field. But when you have Julio, you you saw – you didn't you didn't see uh, the game against New England. They were not really able to run any play-action pass because they, they realized – they don't have the, the New England was like, listen, they don't have nobody on the perimeters that can beat us. Today we saw Ryan run a lot of play action. And you know why? Because number two was in the game. And he he made some key catches, Debo. When you look at the Titans statistically on the offensive side of the ball, it wasn't great. I mean, Ryan was 20 of 31 for 191 yards, averaged six point two yards an attempt. He took four sacks on the day. I this is not a yeah. game and this is not a team That's where the he only should, negative. Yeah, he should be taking that many hits. And then them getting him down. But in the receiving game, Jeff Swain was your leading receiver. Three receptions, 45 yards. Ferkser had four receptions for 34 yards. And then Julio Jones, four receptions, 33 yards. And then the other guy uh, with three or more receptions was Nick Westbrook Aikine. He had three receptions for 31 yards. And then a couple of other guys scattered in throughout as far as getting a, a reception or two. D in the run game, Titans weren't able to get much going there either. And, I mean, this kind of goes back. We We look at it. When we go back to that Texans lost, it wasn't like the Texans were able to really do a lot offensively. It was just, I think these games are actually pretty similar in the fact that it was just turnovers was what led the game to be what it ultimately ended up being for the Titans. I mean, we were only 6 of 15 on third down conversions. We had the same amount of drives, but the kicker was we both averaged 3.8 yards per play. So it's like, I mean, offensively, you, you compare those two just by the numbers. It wasn't great, but the Titans were just able to take advantage of all the Trevor Lawrence interceptions. And so that's why we saw it be so much in favor of Tennessee. When we look at the Titans run game, Denard, and one thing I'll talk about here in just a second is how the Titans, you mentioned it with Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry, they just absolutely stopped the Jaguars. But Deontay Foreman led the way with 13 carries for 47 yards. And then outside of that, you you didn't have another running back get over 20 yards on the day. 
Why do you think the Titans really struggled to get the ball running on the ground, whereas we saw so much success just a couple of weeks ago against New England, and we know New England has a much better run defense than what Jacksonville does? Well, you have to give the Jacks defensive front. You got to give them credit, Davey. They're not that bad. Uh, Josh Allen, Devon Hamilton, Jay Tuffle, uh, Roy Harris Robinson, you know, Mouse Jack is there. They got a good defensive front. Uh, they came to play defensively. Like I said before, their defense, along with their quarterback, really was the difference between this game not being 57 to zero as opposed to 20 to zero. So again, it's just the, it's just matches. Okay. So you have to look at their front and say, listen, they really stacked up well against our offensive line. But again, what I liked about the Titans, if you look at the first quarter, they was able to get some explosive runs in there. It's like Jacksonville settled down. Uh, their defensive coordinator, Joe Cullen, it looks like what he did was say, listen, we're going to make this team one dimensional. We're going to make the win on the perimeter. We couldn't do that. But what they didn't do was stop the play of the tight ends. That really was the difference in the game today is the play of the tight end. So remember, if you have one unit that is being taken away, like the run game and the perimeter, you have to find ways to be creative and get the ball to other playmakers. And we saw that with Anthony Ferkser and with Jeff Swain. So really the key for the offense today was the play of the tight end. Michael, Michael Pruitt could have had a touchdown. He was, again, out of bounds. Those are the kind of plays that we talk about. But again, you have to find someone that will step up in the absence or, or the lack of another unit not being able to produce. And we were not able to get, like I said before, in the passing game. When you have four receptions for 33 yards, that's not a lot. But again, the key for this team is not necessarily in numbers or stats. It's just not turning the ball over. And that's exactly what they were able what they were able to do today. They had zero turnovers, and that's why they won. When you look at this team, Debo, look at the game against Houston. They had five turnovers. You can't win like that. You look at the game against New England. You talk about the two fumbles when they're going in to score and the interception in the red zone, and you wonder why they lost. This is a team that the way that they play is predicated on not turning over the football. Yeah, the sacks was the only negative, the four sacks. They have to clean it up. But other than that, I thought they played pretty well. I'm with you. I I am. D, I went and did some stat checking, and it turns out for the year 2000, you guys had two shutouts. You had those back-to-back weeks, week 16 and 17 uh, at Cleveland and then hosting Dallas. You beat Cleveland, Dallas, Christmas Day. You beat Cleveland 24-0, and then you beat Dallas on uh, Christmas Day, yes, 31-0. So a good start there. And then, I mean, yep. even go even going into that, right before you played Cleveland, you beat Cincinnati 35-3. to So, Well, you that, could sit out a shutout. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you that. You, you can have it. But, hey, D, real quick, I did want to take a moment to give a shout-out to our latest sponsor, Lightbox. Say goodbye to dull gifts because Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. And Denard, one of the things I wanted to get back into whenever we were talking about this team is just 
We know the Titans weren't necessarily able to run the ball like we were hoping to see, but on the flip side, the Titans' defensive line was able to stop the Jags from getting anything going. I know they weren't really committed to running the ball, and there's been a lot of conversation with Jacksonville about their lack of using James Robinson, who has really been one of their best players the last couple of years, but the Jags only had eight carries for eight yards on the day. So it's great to have a team get less than 10 yards. I mean, it's it's absolutely outstanding. And Robinson had six carries for four yards. And other than that, man, they just they couldn't get anything going there. So I was really happy to see that. The Titans were also clean in the fact that they did not commit many penalties. On the day, the Titans only had two penalties for 15 yards, whereas the Jags, they had nine for 79. And a lot of those penalties for the Jags were because their interior could not stop Jeffrey Simmons. I think Andrew Norwell had three holding calls just on him alone, and I know there were a couple of others there. So the Titans just able to hopefully get some things going. Again, we'll continue to get some of these pieces back, Denard. Here in just a moment, we'll talk about the playoff pitcher. But, D, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the report that Ian Rappaport put out there in that things right now are looking good for Derrick Henry potentially making his return for the Titans in Week 18. Now, if you look at the schedule... Week 18 is going to be January the 9th against the Texans. And then we still don't know what's going to happen. Titans right now are tied at 9-4 and atop the AFC. They have, unfortunately, the New England Patriots are owned the tiebreaker because of what happened a couple of weeks ago. But the Titans are right there. And the New England team, they slip up. Titans continue to win. We'll end up taking that back over. And the first round bye could be huge there. But Denard, we've seen that the Deontay Foreman, Dontrell Hilliard, that experiment, I'll I'll call it that because, I mean, we're trying to have to work for something else once Derek went out. It's been very hit or miss at times, and we we can see that. With getting Derek back, do you view this as a, okay, well, we're definitely lightening his workload. We'll probably even have him on a snap count. And so we're still going to see that big mix of a by-committee approach. Dude, that's a good question. You know, I don't know. I mean, what do you do with a player that has been out half of the season? Will he be rusty? Will he be in shape? Again, will the dur- I mean, we know the durability's been there. I mean, injuries are inevitable. There's nothing that you can do sometimes to not get them. But again, I mean, there's a lot of question marks when he comes back. We don't know what kind of Derek will we get. You know, Derek comes in. Every year in training camp, he's in world-class shape. The, I watch him on YouTube, uh, watching his off-season regimen, and it is strict. It is an absolutely monster, and you wonder why he can take the load for 16 or 17 weeks of a season. But he's going to – when he comes back, if he comes back, that's a big if. That's a very good point. What yeah, Derek saying they're optimistic. Yeah, yeah, I, they're, they're optimistic, but yeah. again, there still could be a setback in his rehab process. We, we exactly. just don't know at this point. Yeah, but it, it at least this is what you want to hear, though. This is much better than the alternative of, well, his rehab process is just not coming along at the speed we were hoping. It doesn't seem as though he's going to get back versus what we're actually hearing from Ian Rappaport, who I know has some of the best sources in the NFL, and what he's hearing is is coming from someone legit. So they're at least happy so far yeah. with how things are going in Derrick Henry's rehab process. and. I know Titans fans would love to get him back because you get him back, you get A.J. Brown back, and Ryan Tannehill has these weapons. It can just open up so much more for this Titans offense. 
And even if, if Derek's not at a hundred percent, whenever he does come back and let's say it's playoff time and Titan, let's say they don't get the first round by or whenever they do have their first game in the playoffs, Derek Henry, just being out there changes how defenses have to play this team, whether or not Derek is full on a hundred percent or not, they have to respect him one way or another. And I think that gives Todd Downing some opportunities to create some maybe trick plays here. Just use him as some eye candy, even if he's not doing what we've seen him do in the past. So it just, it just opens up the playbook to another level. And it's just something that as a guy who was an MVP candidate last year, it just makes things so much better for the fans of this team. And it just, I think would help give the Titans team in itself a much needed spark at times, just having someone that they know they've been able to trust. And it's like, all right, well, he's back. It can give them the momentum and just that little pep in their step that hopefully we can get. And, and Denard, speaking of adding a pep in the step, the Titans were the one team that I was surprised he fell this far, but you look at his contract, you can kind of see maybe why. But Zach Cunningham of the Houston Texans was released this past week, and the Titans put in a waiver claim for him, and by God, he fell to him. And so now the Titans have another inside linebacker. We know when we're looking at the Titans inside linebacker room right now, Monty Rice. Real quick, we don't think we talked about this, but we know he's on IR. But the other day, defensive coordinator Shane Bowen said, "Yeah, we." Ho-, he slipped up and said, "Yeah, we hope we're um, he's able to come back strong next year." As if, well, he's probably done for the year. Monty Rice, yeah. Jayon Brown, Rashawn Evans played well today, but we know David Long Jr. has been the best inside linebacker for this team this year. But now you add Zach Cunningham, who's a guy that Mike Vrabel has spoke very highly of. You're expecting him to be on this team moving forward. What is a player like him going to be able to add for maybe the fans that haven't watched him that much? Depth. He adds depth, especially at a position that's been decimated by injuries. We don't know David Long's situation. We don't know when he's going to return. Monty Rice on IR. So, again, he brings in depth. That's what this team needs. He brings in experience. And at this time of year, David, that's exactly what you need. Uh, Right now, this team – they're starting to get some pieces back, but we saw, David, did you not notice today there was a certain uh, young man wearing the number 38 today for the Titans starting at cornerback today? And we talked about, uh, as my man Greg Lerner, who hosts ESPN Chattanooga, he had a great theme for this season. It's called Strength in Numbers. Did you see a young man by the name Buster. of Wait, Buster. Buster? Buster Screen. And you know where he's from? The University of Tennessee at where? Chattanooga. Chattanooga, baby. Did number 38 play pretty well? I thought he played great today. I mean, he, considering the fact that this is the first start. I think he was surprised that ball came right to him. He was just uh, <laughs> dropping back in zone, and then uh, lo and behold, there's the ball, and he's able to take advantage of it and tightens the ball at around the 15-yard line. So, yeah, I was I was very happy to see that because Jackrabbit Jenkins still out, so stepping in and filling in for a, a role that the Titans are definitely needing help at. and. You look at that, and it's it's great to see. For me, Denard, with the Zach Cunningham acquisition, I, I think he's a guy that is just he's extremely explosive. You look at him, he's a high-motor player. I know that the reports towards the end of his time in Houston was he was just not jiving well with that coaching staff, and I can understand for a guy that is in Houston right now, the future is not bright there. I can see why he's probably frustrated, but Mike Vrabel is a guy who has worked with him. He understands what Zach can bring. He understands the type of person he is. So I feel fine with them making this decision. Now, hopefully he just is able to come in, stay healthy, and continue to provide some valuable 
opportunities and create some havoc because he's able to do that. And I mean, right now, I know before he got hurt, David Long Jr. was playing really, really well. But right now, Zach Cunningham's the best inside linebacker on this team. So I'm happy to see oh. that. Yeah, I'm going ahead and saying it. So even with the play of Rashawn, the way that he played today, I mean, even he though had he a played good, game. he he did. But I still, Zach Cunningham is a better overall player right now. It's not to say Evans can't eventually figure it out at his next stop, but we know Evans will not be brought back next year. Jayon Brown's got a couple of dead years at the end of this contract. So Zach Cunningham and David Long Jr. followed by Monty Rice. That's your inside linebacking crew for the uh, next season. And so we'll see what they're able to do down the final stretch here. But yeah, still big opportunities for Rashawn and Jayon to come in and continue to play. And I think they're going to still be relied on right now, especially with the injury situation. Um, and again, you got to get David, or sorry, you got to get Zach up to speed, and hopefully they're able to do that. I think had they not had the COVID protocols in place, he would have played today, but that's uh, nothing that unfortunately we can control. But he should be good to go for Pittsburgh. And Denard, we'll talk much later about Pittsburgh, but right now, Titans are the two seed in the playoffs for the AFC. I'm just going to go down this list real quick. New England, of course, as we know, had a bye this week. They're at 9 and 4. Tennessee 9-4, the two seed. Kansas City, another big win today. They absolutely destroyed the Raiders. They're also at 9-4, but the Titans own that head-to-head matchup there. Baltimore drops a game in Cleveland. Lamar Jackson, as we mentioned, go out. So the Ravens are at 8-5. Yeah, the Chargers are also at 8-5. Colts were on the couch today. They had the bye week, but because of a couple of losses, they slide up to the sixth seed, and they are now at 7-6. The Bills lost in overtime to the Bucks. They are also at 7-6 and six and holding on to that final 7 seed at the moment. But uh, right behind them, we have three other teams at 7-6, and six, by, followed by Cleveland, Cincinnati, Denver. And then, of course, as crazy it is, as it is, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers at 6-6-1. Six, six and one. And So a huge game for them coming in, as we mentioned, we'll continue to discuss later on. And the Raiders at six and seven, and Miami at six and seven. Both those teams are twelve and thirteen, respectively. Titans still have Miami left on the schedule, but Miami is playing much better as of late. Uh, so that'll definitely be a a fist fight for them whenever we do play the Dolphins. But Denard, Titans still got everything in front of them. Nothing is off the table uh, whenever it does come to teams being eliminated for the playoffs so far. The Jets, the Jags, and the Texans are eliminated. And fortunately for the Titans, two of those teams, we have a loss to. And so that's just frustrating, but it is what it is. But Titans able to get the 20-0 to win today, sitting as the second seed in the AFC right now. None of the other games left to play this week matter for them because they're all NFC teams. But it'll be interesting to see as we hit this final stretch, Denard. On the way out, sir, hit me with some closing thoughts. Closing thoughts, um, I would like to say congratulations. This was a total team win. Anytime you can pitch a shutout at home, that is that is awesome. Uh, again, uh, you, you got everything in grabs. You're nine and four. And listen, D, right now, it's all about you got four games left. It's about uh, getting ready for the Pittsburgh game. That's uh, the most important game of the season. So I'm uh, excited. And they have uh, – something to a, they have to atone for. They lost to Pittsburgh last year, a game that I thought they should have won. I mean, if you look at, if they would have played the first half like they played in the second, then I felt like Tennessee could have 
beat this team convincingly. But unfortunately, you can't come out and, and spot a team 24 points and expect to win. So, again, I think if they go down to uh, beautiful Pittsburgh and handle business, I, I don't see no reason why they can't come back 10-4. and four. But, hey, Denard, big opportunity ahead. You know, you're taking on a team that, like you mentioned, they got your number last year. And so this is an opportunity to continue to extend the lead over the AFC South. Uh, eventually clinch that spot, become division champs once again, and then continue to fight for the number one seed in the AFC. But Denard, you and I will be back later on to discuss the Titans versus the Steelers. Another big matchup this coming Sunday. That is going to wrap it up for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.